0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: I am good. How are you guys? Doing very well. And of course, after last night, there's going to be some questions. I was taken aback by Clemson being number two. And I know that eventually things can change and change a lot. But I really thought that Oklahoma should have been there with their resume. And it seems like the committee is hung up on their defense Uh, what was your take on Clemson being number two and also the committee's take on knocking that Oklahoma defense as much as they are in determining where they should be in the top four?
0: Yeah, I thought that was a bit uh, unfair. Uh, The fact that they did that, if they're going to value defense over offense, I'll I'll name names here. I I saw Danny Etling keep – Keep LSU from uh, it being a one-score game at Alabama by overthrowing two or three more go- two or three guys who are wide open. So what are we talking about here? Uh, we're talking about at, with Oklahoma a generational team that may have to outscore everybody to get to the playoff. And I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. I mean, Sam Sam Bradford played for a 2008 team that played for the national championship. Scored the most points since Minnesota, I think, in 1916. So I I, I did have a problem with that.
2: Yeah, it's interesting uh, that they discount what Oklahoma is doing currently because uh, I've seen this Oklahoma team in in past years go up against SEC defenses. Just a year ago, a very good. Auburn defense, which is right there, good again this year, and they put thirty-five on them and beat them in the Sugar Bowl. Alabama, a few years earlier, that with Trevor Knight of, of all people, so that was very interesting. Uh, when you look at, uh, I, I went, you go down a, a little bit in the, in this uh, deal, and Ohio State was they right there at uh, eighth uh, in, in the rankings, and nine, nine. I mean nine yeah. in the yeah. rankings, and and you know I, I say the, the top seven, they control their own destiny. Let's say Ohio State wins out. And and now they're sitting there, and even though Bill Hancock has been adamant that a two loss champion will not get in, how do you leave them out? Now, if they can knock off, you know, Michigan, who's ranked, and let's say Michigan knocks off Wisconsin this week, then you have that big one. And then you have Ohio State and Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game. Now, Michigan or or Ohio State beats one loss Wisconsin.
0: You're going to leave them out with that brand recognition? No. And I think that. I don't think you do leave them out. And I think that rubs a lot of people the wrong way at the same time, just because the taste they left in people's mouths last year, when Penn state was left out as the big 10 champion and Ohio state gets in and gets skunked by Clemson. In other words, what were they doing there? But yeah, brand recognition is a lot. I think eight of the top nine really control their own destiny. Only number eight, Notre Dame doesn't. I don't see a scenario when, where they get in, uh, you have to understand that two of the top four play each other. So Clemson and Miami play each other. So there's going to be a spot there if everybody else wins out. So what happens there? Does does Auburn control its own destiny by winning out? Georgia, I think, does by winning out. They, you know, uh, by win by beating Georgia Tech and then Alabama, uh, not Notre Dame. And and obviously Ohio State, uh, BJ, because of what you just said, I don't know how you leave them out. At 11 and 2, having beaten Michigan and Wisconsin down the stretch, uh, the the downside of that is two blowout losses by 46 combined points, one of them at home. But at that point, I don't know who else you put in. Um, yeah, I I don't think you put in Notre Dame that doesn't play that 13th game.
1: Geo and Jones with Dennis Dodd across the country on CBS Sports Radio. We talk about all these teams that control their own destiny if they win out. Which ones, in your opinion, are the most likely? To do exactly that, I know it's a tough task to predict the future, as we all know in this business, but uh, who do you feel best about
0: being able to accomplish that? I, I feel best about Oklahoma. Uh, they're probably going to have to put, They play Kansas, obviously, this week, and that's a walkover. They're probably going to have to play TCU again in the Big 12 championship game on a neutral field in the Jerry Dome. I think they can handle that and finish 12-1. and one. I really feel bullish right now on Auburn. Um, getting through, uh, I, again, I don't see how you keep them out after a win over Georgia, Alabama, and then what would be Georgia again, Three at that point three top seven teams as it stands right now in four weeks, uh, maybe three top five teams the way the rankings shake out on December 2nd. I don't know how you keep them out. They've got a quality win, really two quality losses against Clemson, And then LSU, I know they blew a 20 to nothing lead at LSU, but LSU is a ranked team. Uh, They're number 20 this week. Uh, and Auburn's playing as good as anybody right now. I would not want to play them if I were any of these other teams. Let's,
2: I, I agree. Auburn is is playing some good football, and, and there is another two-loss team. If they go on to beat Alabama in the Iron Bowl, and, and then Georgia uh, again in the rematch in the SEC championship game, they're definitely going to be in. But I want to revisit TCU for a moment because now they're, they're they, they, they may be without their quarterback Kenny Hill. Uh, yeah. we'll see what happens this weekend. They're, they're going to to, to that, that that old bastion of great college football, Texas Tech, and Lubbock, and you know anything can happen there, so uh, if they lose that ball game, we may have a rematch of Bedlam in the Big 12 uh, championship game, and that's the question here. Is the, the Big 12, are they doing themselves a disservice with this conference championship game with only 10 members?
0: Well, if, if there was ever a, a, a year not to do this, BJ, it's this year. You've got a clear playoff contender in Oklahoma, and you sit there and go You know, on December 2nd, what are we doing? You know, what's the use of playing a three-loss maybe TCU again or a repeat of Bedlam where the statistics show, I remember covering this when they put this game in, you know, the the metrics show that the team that loses first usually wins the second game. It's just harder to sweep a team that's been beaten the first time. And and then you just knock your team out. Uh, Overall, it's the best strategy for the Big 12 because – you have the two best teams playing. Now, the winner of this isn't going to go, whether it's TCU or Oklahoma State. They're, if they win, they're just going to knock Oklahoma off. But what you don't want in the divisional lineup is some 84 team from a division getting hot and beating your 11-1 and one team, and, and you're done that way. At least this way, in most years, you would hope that you've got two 11-1 teams going against each other, and the winner goes. Not this year, the Big 12's in danger. You're right.
1: Do you think that Georgia should have dropped as much as they did, and what are your prospects for them after such a a brutal loss for them where they, they got thoroughly outplayed?
0: Well, that's about where I had them because I started looking at it, and I said, well, you kind of got to put Auburn ahead of them, don't you, after 40-17, to 17, even though they've got one more loss. As I said, that's a qual- two quality losses for them. Wisconsin undefeated, the tied with Alabama for the best record in the country. Oklahoma speaks for itself. Miami boat racing Notre Dame, and then the committee, I, I, for some reason, thinks this Clemson team is the second coming of the Army in 1944. <laughs> has them second. <laughs> you know they keep talking about well they haven't lost a the, you know I think it was Miami hasn't won a road game against a winning team. Okay, we're going to start parsing that now, are we? Clemson lost to a four and six Syracuse team, and I, I think I heard it right last night. They got credit for Kelly Bryant being injured? I mean, I yeah. you know, you know so are we going to drop TCU for Kenny Hill not playing and Clemson gets credit? I had a little bit of a problem with Clemson being so high.
2: Yeah, I, I'm with you, and you also need to factor in that in past years, Florida State it was 2015, uh, they were uh, – 2014. Uh, remember, they, they were just squeaking by in their victories and everyone yeah. was discounting those victories, and you have the same thing – with Clemson here, and they also have a loss where Florida State was unscathed, and yet they were still seated number three heading into the college football playoff.
0: Yeah, Clemson still gets, you know, still gets credit for those three top 15 wins in September that had never been done before, uh, but I, I would submit to anyone that they just haven't played as well since then. I was at the Virginia Tech game. That was probably their last dominating performance, so we'll see.
1: Geo and Jones with Dennis Dodd on CBS Sports Radio. Is Alabama the best team in the country right now?
0: No, 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 no. I don't I don't think it's even close. I think you have to put them up there because of again, brand recognition. Uh they I was at the LSU game. They have injuries now that are significant injuries. They lost two outside linebackers in the opener. They lost a couple of linebackers against LSU. And I think the result at Mississippi State was a combination of that and great coaching by Dan Mullen. And, and Mississippi State's pretty good, I, I think. Alabama's really vulnerable right now. They've got this Mercer game, which is really a, a bye week, a get well week for them. But they're walking into the belly of the beast on uh, on November 25th against Auburn. This is the biggest Iron Bowl since 2013. They're going to have to get a monster game out of uh, out of Jalen Hurts because I think. I think Auburn's tailbacks match up favorably with the five headed monster at Alabama right now because they just aren't running that well.
2: Yeah, and and that defense is, is legit. Yep. There, uh, Kevin Steele has definitely resurrected his his coaching prowess last year and, and again this year. Georgia, do you think they bounce back? There's some. A conversation now uh, about whether or not Kirby Smart has worked the guys too hard and and he's pushed back saying, uh, we're going to do what we do, what we've always done, and these guys know what we expect out of them. Uh, This late in the season, everyone's a little concerned that they may have run out of gas last week there on the planes.
0: Yeah, look, I think the thing with Georgia was the moment Jacob Beeson got injured in the opener, they were living on sort of borrowed time anyway. The fact that they got to this point, Unbeaten, I think, makes Kirby smart a coach of the year candidate. I think it's been brilliant. No team could crack that wall and put the game on uh, Jake Fromm until Auburn last week. That was the key to beating them because they ran the ball well. They had a great defense, um and finally Auburn got to them and said, "Okay, Jake Fromm, you're going to beat us. And obviously he couldn't. I mean, I I, I kept saying throughout the season, "It's going to be that game where Jake Fromm, you know, can't do it." Nothing against him. But a true freshman quarterback, and especially going on the road late in the season in the SEC like that, yeah, you know, I don't know if he, he worked them too hard. Who knows? He comes from the Nick Saban tree. They both like to practice hard. Nick Saban told me that they haven't, they don't do full padded practices. They don't tackle to the ground and haven't in years. I don't know what that means, working them <laughs>
2: too hard. Well, they don't have the depth there at Georgia either that uh, no. Alabama enjoys.
0: Nope, they absolutely don't.
2: Is Wisconsin
1: good enough to pull this off and finish the season undefeated?
0: Oh uh, Boy, that's, that's really interesting because they haven't played anybody. Iowa was their first-ranked team. Now they play Michigan, which is a ranked team. Um, and I would give it an even shot that Michigan wins in, in Madison. Uh, Wisconsin lost their best receiver last week, and obviously Hornybrook is having issues right now. I, I could see it going either way. I, this might be a magical season for Wisconsin. They, guys, I don't think people know this. Wisconsin is playing. There have been seven uh, Big Ten championship games. Wisconsin's been in five of them. Mm-hmm. They've won oh. two of them. Mm-hmm. You know what? Why? If they get there, well, they are there. They already clinched. Why can't they beat Ohio State? I mean, Ohio, we don't know. Uh, Ohio State's like a seven-year-old. We don't know what mood they're going to wake up in every day. You know, they get boat-raced at Iowa, and then they come back and win big against Michigan State. You know, uh, I'll say this: Wisconsin's been a lot more consistent than Ohio State. Why can't they go thirteen and zero? Well,
2: we we were tasked with coming up with. Chaos for the committee last night on inside college football. So here's my chaos. Staying with the Big Ten. Michigan, they will go into Camp Randall this weekend, and they're sitting there at 22 in the the latest college football playoff rankings. They knock off uh, a top five Wisconsin. Then I think Wisconsin is removed. Ohio State, they win. They move into the top five. Michigan (laughs) knocks off a top five Ohio State team back-to-back weekends. Penn State and Michigan State. Each, they each lose one of their last two ball games, So you got Michigan in the Big Ten Championship game in a rematch with Wisconsin, and they defeat Wisconsin. <laughs> now Michigan is sitting there, Big Ten champion, with two losses. I'm just making this up. Hypothetically yeah. speaking, folks out there, because I know they're scratching. Like, what is he talking about? We were <laughs> tasked with creating chaos. That's some crazy chaos there. Now Michigan, two losses, iconic brand. Do they get in the playoff?
0: I hadn't thought of that, BJ. That's a good one. That's the Big Ten version of Auburn. Yep. you know, beating these teams down the stretch, Auburn would be coming from number six. Michigan would be coming from number twenty-four, right? And beating these ranked teams down the stretch, you would think you would, unless, unless in that in that scenario, they somehow value uh, Notre Dame at ten and two, but uh, Michigan at eleven and two, having beaten three-ranked teams down the stretch like that, I think you'd have to give them consideration because, as I said, the SEC has a spot, I think. I think the Big 12 has a spot because I believe Oklahoma's going to win out. Mm -hmm. The ACC has a spot, but but that's going to eliminate a, a team, so that means there's going to be one opening in the top four. Could it be number 24, Michigan? That's a good one.
1: Yeah, we keep talking about winning out I think the committee's gonna put in Clemson even if they lose out <laughs> <laughs> right right yeah that's right and so it doesn't matter <laughs> uh, let's talk about some head coaches here uh quickly and and where a couple of iconic brands will go with their next head coach a uh, separating fact from fiction with the Tennessee job and the Florida job uh, where do these schools end up with their next leader
0: well I look at it a different way I think a guy like Dan Mullen is going to have a really good next few weeks. He's going to have his pick of maybe a Nebraska, a Tennessee, Florida as a fallback, and also Mike Norvell at Memphis. He could end up at Arkansas. He could end up at Florida. He could end up at Tennessee. He's really the flavor of the month right now and really a hot, hot coach for what he's done at Memphis supported by the fact that the last coach there is uh, justin fuente doing great things in in year two at virginia tech so i think that really helps his case i you know uh, chip kelly i don't know i know chip kelly is is anxious to get back in i think that means the college game because i don't know if there's a place for him in the nfl right now Uh, i see him more as a west coast guy because he's not his his makeup isn't like you know it's day to day, you guys know it's day to day recruiting in the s e c that's all they care about every every day uh, in the off season during the season, not particularly energized to be a good recruiter, although Steve Spurrier didn't like recruiting either, so um and i and and I think that the number two point in this there's not going to be enough home run hires to please the fans. What does uh Oregon state do? what does arkansas do what What does Nebraska do? Mm-hmm. If they don't get Scott Frost, even if Dan Mullen is available, I think that'll be a a huge hit to the Nebraska Eagle if they don't get him.
2: Let me ask you this, Dennis. I believe you wrote about this a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. You were talking about uh, Iowa State and how they turned the program around and And, you know, David Montgomery started this tradition of guys working out on Friday nights instead of heading to the local bar. Uh, He started doing that, and then others caught on. And and then, you know, after a while, uh, the place was packed on Friday nights uh, as far as workouts and, and things of that nature. Now, what does Iowa State and Memphis, you just mentioned, what do they now have to do to stop? being a stepping stone to bigger jobs. And and I know there was some there was uh, they recoiled there in Ames when that w- topic was broached about Matt Campbell possibly leaving and they felt like it was an insult. Hey, we don't want to be a stepping stone, we want to be a destination.
0: Yeah, I look I I don't know if that ever ends for programs like that. The situation at Iowa State is good because one, I don't think there's a place for Matt Campbell in the, in these openings I'm mentioning, certainly not in the SEC. He's a guy from Ohio and and from the Midwest, I don't. I don't think that Nick Saban, it. Nick Saban, could do it. Uh, he's also, from the Midwest. Also, the fact that he's got a nine point four million dollar buyout. Their AD Jamie Pollard tells them up front, "I want one for one. I want a buyout dollar for every dollar I pay you." So that that in itself is significant for anybody who'd want Matt Campbell. Who, but look, and, and Iowa State is now six and four. Uh, they do have those two top five wins. Uh, but they've lost a couple since then. But I think he's a fine coach. Uh, but I don't know if Memphis and Iowa State can ever be, not be that stepping stone job.
1: Dennis, we love talking to you. Thanks again for the yeah, time man. this morning.
0: All right, man. See you. Thank you. Okay.
1: Dennis Dodd, com. Check him out there. National College football writer. Level-headed, smart. Yeah, he was good this time. Usually agrees with us. <laughs> Had an interesting laugh there during the interview. <laughs> <laughs> A little maniacal. That was scary. Yeah. <laughs> wow, Dennis. Dennis Dot also cartoon villain.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> Can
1: add that to the reel. going yeah, Can add it to the reel. We're coming right back. It's the show that Ray Lewis blocked on Twitter. Geo and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Brian is having an ADHD day. He's pretending to be a, an indentured servant to Bogus's owner. Yes, I guess yes. he was throwing something at me. He kind me of juju.
2: My yeah. name is now Steven. <laughs> Jeez. All I get is oats. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a great choice of word there. That was awesome. That's what's great about comedy is like choosing the right word there. And oats was the perfect word for what you were trying that's to get. What he
2: feeds me. Sugar cubes. Still waiting on that mule. Uh, okay.
1: <laughs> so, Bogus is here. I am. And uh, he's got an update. And, and Brian's going to read it because yeah, that's how this works. <laughs> yeah, the Bogus. <balls>. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. So, um, well, what right. happened in sports was
3: <laughs> I got to show you. <laughs> what's the first sentence? in it <laughs> <laughs> what
1: is this, I can't see that. Part. It says, Coach K owns Tom Izzo? <laughs> 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 As both said, Coach K <laughs> owns Co <Cole> Izzo. <laughs> I can already hear the meeting after the show today. I'm in the slave thing went a little too far. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but. That's just me. It was a little uncomfortable. (laughs) Don't hire a racist update guy. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Usually it comes back to that. You know, comes back to that. Yeah,
3: but definitely my fault. Uh, So Coach K has had his way with Tom Izzo more than not. Seven straight wins. Eleven of twelve overall. But who's counting? That's not a thing. You know, you don't get any
0: banners with a record against one school. against
3: another coach. The latest victory last night in Chicago in the Champions Classic. K's top-ranked Blue Devils closed on a 15-6 run to beat Sparty 88-81. A career-high 37 points for America's sweetheart, Grayson Allen. You know, when I get a few open looks, the basket gets bigger. Svee Mikhailuk led Kansas with 17 in a 65-61 defeat of Kentucky in the nightcap in Chicago. Fifth-ranked Villanova. Ran over Nichols. We've dropped the state apparently. 113.77. Yeah, Did know that? I didn't. The Wildcats blocked a school record 13 shots in that one at number 19, Purdue, an 86 71 win at Marquette. Alabama, Clemson, Miami, and Oklahoma now in the prime spots of the college football playoff rankings. Georgia falls to seventh, Notre Dame eighth, Wisconsin's next in line. If a semifinal spot opens up, the NFL has chosen not to flex Saints Rams to Sunday Night Football next weekend. The NFC showdown only gets moved to 4:25 Eastern. Will be oh. crossed over to CBS though. Oh, Packers Steelers remains in primetime on NBC in what? Week 12. Mm-hmm. Ah. I know.
2: Well, well, good for CBS.
3: You know what? That sucks because I was going to try to go to two games while
1: I was in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and that was going to be the other one. But Damn. it's going to be a night game. No, good can't to go. be you.
2: What? It's good to be you. Good get to, to go to, to two th- games, two football games. Yeah, man, that's great. Get My- to go to none. Well, Zuch. Yeah, I guess get to you're go right. to two.
1: You don't want to go to
2: any game. Oh, <laughs> jeez, you are <laughs> a maniac. I mean, that yeah, is you are a maniac. It's just I don't have no idea where that came from. I apologize, America. Connor's <laughs> loving it. He just has his little <laughs> grin on his face like, this is weird.
1: No, no, no. What he's doing, he's like, I'm just going to smile and I'm going to hope that he doesn't hit me. <laughs> I've heard rumors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he right.
2: honestly like, like, what the yeah. hell did I sign up for? <laughs> yeah. they, you- didn't miss- they didn't mention this in school. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I-, I don't remember this class. Yeah. Just
1: be uh, happy that Brian's not wearing sweatpants today, Connor, because <laughs> then you'd really get an education. <laughs> Speaking of that, this prehistoric shark stop. was back <laughs> off the coast <laughs> of New this, oh! <laughs> this is what I imagine. Oh! This is what I imagine it looks the, like. The
3: teeth as well? <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. Not. Oh, yeah. wow. We'll, that's funky looking. We'll talk about that in a second,
3: but uh, uh, but first, wow. it's the Celtics. Uh, before their 13th straight win last night, Warriors head coach Steve Kerr had high praise for the team, his squad visits tomorrow night.
1: It sure looks like Boston is the team of the future in the in the East. I mean, with their assets that they still have and their young talent and their coaching, and Kyrie is amazing.
3: Kyrie Irving scored 25 in last night's 109-102 win in Brooklyn after missing the game with a facial fracture. Irving wore a protective mask last night. The Spurs got Greg Popovich the 500th road win of his career last night, 97-91 in Dallas. Popovich is the third coach to reach that plateau, but he got there the fastest more so than Pat Riley and Don Nelson. And the Raptors were 129-113 winners in Houston, snapping the Rockets' six-game winning streak 27 points for DeMar DeRozan. As Giancarlo Stanton trade whispers continue at this week's GM meetings, the Marlins' right fielder would reportedly veto moves to the Red Sox and Cardinals. Arizona's Tory Lovello and Minnesota's Paul Mahler voted managers of the year. The Diamondbacks won 24 more games this season than 2016, a 26-win improvement for those twins. And the Penguins and Sabres went to overtime last night in Pittsburgh, and that lasted just 16 seconds. Crosby
0: on the backhand, behind the net. Sidney Crosby,
3: side of the net. They score! It's Connor Sherry! Lock the doors! Turn out the lights! Penguins win in overtime! Not Mike Lang on Penguins Radio. What was that? Jeff something. I don't know. I don't know where Mike Lang was. I don't know. Jeff something. Yeah, I, I don't have it written down because not Mike Lang was sufficient to me. Jeff Jimerson? No, not Jimerson. Uh, Johnson? I can find a Stand by. It's not that either. Jackson? Nope. Not Nobody that. cares but me, but yeah. I'm just interested. Lambert? We're almost there. Through the system we go. God. Uh, it is Josh Getzoff.
0: Josh he? gets off.
3: Hey, man. When Connor Sheary scores overtime winners.
2: Josh gets off.
3: G-T-Z-O-F-F.
1: Someone's just messing with you, man. It is well, it Ben was... Dover.
3: Ben Dover who's doing the play by My... play. I mean, James Griceffa was the tape op last night. And... <laughs> Never mind. I'll be nice to James. <laughs> Connor's taking it up today. Oh,
1: wow. Gotcha. Who's doing play by play? Oh, it's Matt. Who? Masturbation?
3: I, uh. mm. yeah, don't play this game,
1: Brian. I'm not boss. I,
2: st- I stayed on the yeah. sidelines. Boss. You are not good at this
1: <laughs> one. Yeah, uh, I told him, don't go there. I'll be like, is his mm-hmm. name F? <laughs> like, <laughs> Teddy <and> Mother Blanca. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it's not how you do it. It's oh, not how you play. Yeah, it. That's not how you play the game. <laughs> go to the
1: tarmac. <laughs> I thought Billy Jackalone's name was one of those names. When I, I'm not kidding you, I'm not kidding you. I did. When they told me the first time he was working on the board with me, and I was in Pittsburgh, and I said, "Who's running the board?" The producer said, "Billy," and he spelled it not the way that Billy spells it. But he spelled it J-A-C-K-A-L-O-N-E. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I was like, all right. I was like, I, I know you're trying to get. Maybe you can get Adam the Bull with this wow. or John Kincaid or somebody else on the weekends with this. You're not going to get me with this. He's like, no, it's wow. really his name. So <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, but then I realized he spelled it a different way. It's sort of like Jock alone and not Jack. It was just different. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's all I got on. for you. All right. Yeah, sure. Uh, so back to the shark, man. This that thing is creepy is, looking, man. So apparently, the fossil of this deal of this shark well, dates back to 80 million years ago, the time of the dinosaurs. It's called a frilled shark, has close to 300 teeth and a snake-like head, and it was captured off the coast of Portugal, mm. the Algarve coast. And it is – I mean, it does not look like it's from this world. It really no. doesn't. And it is bizarre. I don't know how old it is, how many of these things are, but it's like a combination. So they caught
2: that thing live. They didn't find a fossil. Yeah, then no, This no, is, no. Something this they, is they it. Just they caught. have it. And it's there. Mm-hmm. So – What are they calling it? The
1: frill shark. Frill. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that – and when something like this is scary enough, but it also makes you think, what else is well, out there? If this course. thing is out
2: there. Yeah, you, you, at the depths of the ocean, I mean, there are creatures that we have never seen like that one, and I'm sure there are numerous more uh, that uh, reside there. And, uh, you know, every now and then uh, you may get a glimpse, but that's wow. amazing. I know. What's what's what's, uh, what's here with us, dog? You should be scary. <laughs> I know, I know. You know what else is here? Mm-hmm. we don't you don't know but you're gonna find out we don't
1: know Mm-mm. uh mikey b has a problem with blake shelton being the sexiest man alive why he wanted that crown <laughs> right imagine that we came with like, it's a picture of him on the phone like <laughs> trying to get a guest on the air uh, but yeah why why do you have a problem with that
0: eh, i mean out of all the men that's the guy I just feel like there's better-looking men out
1: there. Yeah, who's Blake Shelton? But I don't know. I think in in years past, without you don't even know who Blake Shelton. Oh, okay,
2: I know who he is. Well, exactly. Yeah.
1: Doesn't even know who well, he is. And see, people does this every year, right? Yeah, but I I think that it's it's not it isn't like an overarching thing. Like it's a it, everything. It's not just looks, right? It's like yeah. a, you know. Yeah. And they—they're obsessed with that relationship he has with Gwen Stefani, that's that's and he's always true. a great boyfriend. And yeah. even in his divorce, he was a great husband. His his old wife didn't say anything bad about him. He's on that show, The Voice. He's charming. Like that's what it's about. But mm. I, mean, I know you. I mean, I know you wanted a, a better looking man here. Mike, I did.
2: It's all right, you know, right?
1: I mean, what does um, James Michelangelo have to say about? Yeah, let's ask him. <laughs> we should get we should get his take on this. Um. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I didn't have a problem with it. No, I I did. You know, (laughs) I think I think they can do better. (laughs) Who would you have made the Sexiest Man? Ryan Reynolds,
2: complete package.
1: Did he? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe he's won in the past. Actually,
2: Uh, who are some of the past winners? Denzel make it. I'm sure. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, Let's see. Are you looking up the past winners?
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. (laughs) <laughs> How far do you want to go back? Um Give me some I'm gonna say yay or nay. Last year, Dwayne Johnson, the rock.
2: Okay, yay. I'm
1: cool with that. Yeah. Uh twenty fifteen, David Beckham.
2: Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Good with that too. Yeah, <laughs> hit, huh? Who? <laughs> huh. huh, 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 huh Sex. Huh. Huh. Whoa.
2: What? Sorry.
1: Yeah. Uh twenty fourteen, Chris Hemsworth. Who?
2: I have no idea who that is. He's an actor. Okay, I'll have to Google him real quick before I can say oh, it. Gee, this uh, is the different. Wait, hold on. This is a we're talking when's, about. We're in the upside down now, aren't we? Winsworth. Is it? <laughs> Where's Will Byers? Oh, Chris Hinsworth. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. He's an actor. What has he been in that that, that uh, is of note?
1: Actually, I I couldn't name you a movie he's been in. The Avengers, oh, Thor. Thor. Yeah. Yeah, I. Next. He's a high. Yeah, all right. Uh, Adam Levine. I get it. Yeah, Adam Levine. I get. I get that. Let me see Adam Levine. Like if I, I always thought if like I was skinny like him, I would, I'd, I'd have his style, like with the scruff and the haircut mm-hmm. and the the way he dress. Like I'd have like if I had was skinny like him. Yeah, he and that'd, gets it. That'd okay. be the thing. He, yeah, he gets. Uh, Twenty twelve. Channing Tatum. Okay. You're okay with that one? Yeah, I'm cool with that So basically, what about you, Mike? Are you okay with all these except for Blake Shelton? Pretty much I'm not a fan of this year, but going back, I see the 2010, Ryan Reynolds, there's Bradley Cooper in 2011, all fine. This year, Mm -hmm. they just missed it. Johnny Depp, Hugh Jackman, Matt Damon, George Clooney, Jude Law, Matthew McConaughey, Depp again?
2: What about the brothers, man? Got to be something on the list other than Rock.
1: Uh, I see Denzel all the okay. way back in '96. Damn. I think we've stumbled upon something here. Got to though. go all the way back to the '90s. I think we stumbled. Well, if what is, I mean, Dwayne Johnson's not a white guy. No, he's. So, but you wouldn't. He wouldn't be a Daddy's brother. That
2: is a brother. Rocky Johnson
1: There's only one.
2: Denzel and the Rock. Yeah. Right. Black and Samoan. Okay. Daddy's a brother. Yeah, it's not, is this
1: is not This is not a good one. I think we've stumbled on, upon something here. What
2: people? People magazine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more like white people we're magazine. Done with, we're done with you people. Yeah. Done with you. Did you see who white people named the sexiest <laughs> man alive? <laughs> Somebody
1: white? <laughs> Denzel. <laughs> the 90s? 96, man. Gosh. 96. Mm, mm, How about... I know it's a long time ago, but mm-hmm. considering where he is now in his life, 1992, Nick Nolte. Wow. Yeah.
2: Dang. Nick Nolte. Mm. Yeah.
1: Okay. The first one ever. It's, it's fleeting. You know what? I think we've really stumbled upon something. The here. first one ever. What year was it? 1985. First one ever. The never. guy who kicked off this whole thing.
2: 1985. Jack Nicholson. Mel Gibson. Mm-hmm. Not a fan. There you go, Mel. For uh, not forty-eight hours. What was the name of the movie? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Lethal weapon. prejudice, Lethal weapon. <laughs> pride and prejudice. Yeah, right. <laughs> Lethal weapon. Step <laughs> to back too. Yeah, why? Why? Abdul should be on that list, man. Abdul Smith. <laughs> yes, come
1: on. Sexiest man alive, <laughs> Abdul Smith. Eighty-five. Who knew? Hmm. Sexiest women alive. Does that? They who? have
2: one of those too. Do they have uh, the sexiest woman? There was,
1: I guess, they did it in December of 2014, and it was Kate Upton. And I don't know if they've done it since. It seems really like. mm, okay. <clears throat> wow, White People Magazine. That's mm. what we're going to have to call it from now I'm on. I'm going back to
2: Jet. <laughs> Jet Beauty of the Week. <laughs> Source. Source. Used to Source person. Magazine. Person we like.
1: <laughs> Source. <laughs> All right, we're coming right back. Follow us on Twitter at Geo and Jones.
3: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
1: When I talked about that guy who the drill fell down his throat. Yeah. So that story got back to him via one of our listeners. So it's a fantasy football guy that I follow on Twitter, Big T, Tony. What's up, Big T? I think it's... Knee house?
2: Knee, knee house? He's big D now, big drill.
1: Yeah, but big T. Big mm-hmm. T, 44. He is a fantasy football wizard. And you have this picture that I showed you yesterday up there on Twitter the dentist dropped, uh, dropped a drill down his throat. Ugh. So one of our great listeners also follows Big T for fantasy football stuff, tweeted Big T, and Big T's like, this is awesome. You guys are talking about my situation on the air here. Well he texted because you can't talk, right? Well he tweeted it, yeah. Oh he tweeted it, I'm sorry. But he's getting his voice back. Okay. And he's gonna join us on a show at some point this week oh, cool. we're to talk about the drill down his throat. Oh, I reached out. And some fancy football. What? I've reached out. Okay. Not, good. not locked Ooh. or anything. Okay. But no, he'll come on. Big T will be on the show. Big T was, was excited. We we're talking about his throat, you know? Huh. National right. <laughs> National Radio. Hey, at least we're talking about him.
2: Yeah. You know, his throat.
1: Yeah, no, I know. I know. Well, he was. I mean, it just—I forgot to say his name yesterday. That's why I was at the very end of the show. Down my throat. (laughs) Yeah, I dropped a drill down my throat. Down my throat. It's time to answer our Ask the Pros question of the day, brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today's question comes from X-Ray Lenny. Why not Lenny Uh. Smith? Says Case Keenum, Eli Manning, Blaine Gabbert. Rank him for fantasy this weekend. LOL. Hmm.
2: Oh, my goodness. Case. Blaine. You said Eli? Yeah. Do your read. All right. Got to look at the matchups, too. Yep. Yep. That's what I'm doing. That's why I said do your read.
1: <laughs> I mean, is Gabbard officially starting for Stan? Yes. Officially, though? I don't know if it's official yeah, yeah, yet.
2: I believe he's officially starting, man.
1: Okay. Uh, Sign up to be an O-Rewards member today and start earning instantly. O-Rewards members earn $5 back for every 150 points you earn. It's fast, easy, and free, and only at O'Reilly Auto Parts. See store for details. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. Okay,
2: maybe it's not official because I stand in practice, but Gabbard is getting reps with the first team. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, very good. Uh, Well, the the
1: Giants play the Chiefs. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't love that matchup for them. I'm with you. Um, but if they're getting blown out they can throw the ball a lot you can rack up yardage that way. Eli did pretty good fantasy wise last week even in that horrible game because all they were doing was throwing mm-hmm. he had a garbage time touchdown at the end It really put him at least in having a, a decent day. Uh, who do the, um, the I don't even know the Vikings I know who the Vikings play because we just talked about that Rams they play the Rams. That's an interesting one too, because those high scoring games, the Vikings' offense showed up. Yeah, Keenum is he going to be able to do it again though? A couple touchdowns, three hundred yards. Hmm. <clears throat> mm. uh, that one. Oh, I'm eliminating. I'm eliminating Blaine Gabbert out of the mix totally. Okay. I, I mean, I think. I think I am. <laughs> at least it did Yeah, either,
2: either way, if he starts or uh, even if Stets starts, start, I, I'm going to say... It
1: is against Houston,
2: though. whose His defense know. is terrible, and it's the weather control. But it's Blaine Gabbert. It's Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, taking on a Houston D. Jadavion Clowney wasn't terrible. Yeah, In but secondary. they give up a lot of yards, yeah. man. Yeah, that's secondary. Hmm. Mm.
1: You know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say Case Keenum. I'm with you. At home. I'm going Case. At home, and yep. they're going to... Both teams, even though... Minnesota's defense, good defense, and they at home. They're going to score some points with mm-hmm. Thielen and Diggs and what they did on the road outdoors mm-hmm. last week.
2: Yeah, and they played a good defense last week in, in Washington.
1: He's got Teddy Bridgewater breathing over his breathing down his or, neck. Yeah,
2: or crying down his neck. Dave yeah. <laughs> right, or mm-hmm. limping around him. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Case. He won't have those ill-advised throws he had uh, in the ball game uh, last week during the second half. Yeah. Even though he did more to make up for that than not. Speaking of the Vikings, you see they have a problem.
1: Greg Olson's working for Fox, yeah, and he is—he's out for a year, and he's calling games and doing stuff mm-hmm. for Fox during this time because I mean I think it's nice as the Panthers allowed him to do that, right? You know, because he's towards the end of his career anyway, you would think, and he's want to set himself up for a job, so he's calling a, a Vikings broadcast this week, right? He's on that broadcast team. I think it's this week, and then they play the Panthers a couple weeks for later, three weeks, yeah. So they're saying. We don't like right. this it, because you get inside access as a broadcaster. Yeah, right. You have the meetings, you get to practice. talk to our guys, you watch practice, yeah. and now you can call your current teammates up. We're not talking about like Tony Romo removed from the team for a year, didn't play. Guys that you're, you're still under contract with the Panthers, yeah. you can go there anytime you want and talk to them and whatever. And you can relay that information. And normally I would say a team complaining about that would be petty. But
2: I actually think they have a really del- I, legitimate point here. I, I would agree. This guy, even though he's hurt, still integral part of that organization. And uh, this is a, a valid uh, gripe. And, and Fox has taken notice. And they said, well, he will be limited. Uh, Greg O'S will be limited into, with his access. Now his partner's. Uh, Burkhardt and, and our, our guy, Charles Davis, they can share information with him, but uh, he will not be anywhere near the facility, and he will not have the same access that those two and other members of the production crew uh, will enjoy. Mm. I don't like it. Yeah. Don't like slip, it at could all. Could be a slippery slope. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Vikings end up losing that game. You know who I'm blaming? Fox. Yeah, Greg Olson. And Greg Olson, everybody right. together, and Burkhardt.
2: Yeah, yeah. not CD Burkhardt. though. Can, can, can. What a
1: superstar Burkhardt is now.
2: Is he? Oh, yeah. Oh. A
1: media businessman. He anchors oh. the baseball coverage with all those guys. Oh, okay. My and He's bad. number two on the Fox NFL oh, broadcast
2: team. Yeah, oh, you don't, I, see, you I thought, I thought uh, Moose and his guy were number two. Moose is not number two. No, it's Burkhart.
1: They're oh. the number two crew.
2: Oh, he and Charles. Great. Good.
1: Yeah. What are you going to say? I don't what? Well, you don't know Burkhart like we knew Burkhart because Burkhart was a used car salesman. And then Burkhart came our boss, Eric Spitz, Mm -hmm. heard his tape because he wanted to get in the broadcasting business Then hired him as an update anchor and a part-time host at WFAN. So he was, like, when I was producing behind the scenes, like, in an overnight, you know, when I was, like, running the board and producing, Burkhart was the overnight... Update anchor. Like, wow. that's how. So, we knew him as a guy who was just trying to break into business, and now we look at Kevin Burkhardt. It's like,
2: whoa. Wow. So, I this know. place is like the University of Texas. What starts here changes the world.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, much better than that. You must yeah. be crazy. No, there's a, the alumni base out of WFN. <laughs> <laughs> Far more successful. <laughs> Remember, we tried to get Joel Osteen on. That
2: to... yeah, would to Joel man. Yeah, that little hurricane problem. <laughs> yeah, just that a little, little bit. Harvey problem. But we were trying to get him <laughs> on way before that.
1: Yeah, we were because he was in the audience when you gave the commencement speech, yeah, and we I wanted was... to get. We didn't want to talk to him about Jesus or no, positivity no, or any of that. It's just, just that. how Brian did because he a... I
2: did. I sucked. No, you didn't. Yeah, I stuttered. Stampered and stuttered and stammered all over my stampered stamp. See, I'm doing it now. Stammered all icon. over my joke. No. Stop! Don't no play it, my PDB. You play that? I'm coming will Cut your hair. Media <laughs> icon. Well, you can play that, yeah. But they're the Media wrong. icon. I'm not trying to be you like Kevin Burke. Well, Burkhart. what are you talking be like about? Kevin
1: do you do you really look back on that and yeah, say you didn't do well? Yeah, I give
2: myself a C. That makes me sad. That's a C. That makes me that makes oh, my heart that hurt. That was a C. The next one though, you look out. I'm, be, I'm be, Oh, they're not gonna invite hey, you back. Not in Texas. Somebody else will. Oh, Why Harvard? wouldn't they invite me back? Well, you just said you sucked. Oh, well, somebody invite me. Maybe Connor's school invite me. Then he go to Connecticut School of Rock. Yeah. Do they have commencement
1: speeches? Yeah. Thanks to everybody, Mikey B, PDB, Bogus, Jockaloon, Connor, Gio, and Jones, CBS Sports Radio.